are listening to the Wonder Women of Aviation, a podcast that helps preserve the history of women in aviation and highlights women involved in aviation. Hello and welcome to the Wonder Women of Aviation podcast. We're live at 2022 Oshkosh Air Venture. Um, I'm here with an amazing pilot that I learned so much about, Vicki Benson. Before I get into the interview, this podcast is sponsored by Extreme Flights in partnership with Level Aviation. So Vicki, I wanted to, I learned so much about you yesterday. I went to a panel with all women in aviation. So let's, let's talk about, first of all, who you are for those that do not know who Vicki is. Who is Vicki? If you were to describe Vicki in an adjective, who's Vicki? <laughs> I'm not sure I can describe myself in an adjective, <laughs> I, unless you maybe say I'm pretty passionate about flying. Um, okay. Gosh, who am I? Uh, I I was born and raised in California. I learned to fly when I was in college, and I've been flying for 40 years now. Four years? 40, 40. years. Okay, I was like, four years. zero. <laughs> and okay. um, I... Flying was not my career. My career, I, I have a PhD in chemistry. I okay. went to Berkeley, and I had a career in Silicon Valley. So air shows are really a second career for me. Okay. Um, but flying has always been a passion through my life, and and I believe that flying is life-changing, and it's it's just been so incredible for me. It's always been a thread through my whole life. So, okay. Um, I don't know if that describes me, but it, it describes you know, my history. It, it does. It absolutely does. So you fly two different types of aircraft, you were telling me. So you fly a Stearman, and you also fly an Extra, correct? In the air shows, I fly two different in the air types shows. of air, aircraft. Okay, but I've flown shows. many different aircraft. Okay. I've probably flown 50 different aircraft. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah. 50 different aircraft. That's amazing. But initially, like, I, I want to go back to what really inspired you, because I learned that your father was an electrical engineer. He was an engineer. Oh, yeah. My father was an electrical engineer, so okay. I was always interested in math and science. I loved math and science. And um, it's probably good that I went and started on my career in chemistry and okay. um, high tech, uh, before I really developed the passion for flying, or I might have just gone that direction in flying. But uh, right. but I worked in Silicon Valley, and it was a very rewarding career. And I would, uh, I guess, I would suggest that any young people to to focus on math and science because oh, yeah. there are so many jobs out there and so many very rewarding jobs and so many problems to be solved. And yeah, you know, I was in this the silicon business chip making and and i believe that the work that we did really did truly change the world i mean oh, and you know the fact that you get a new cell phone every year that's more yeah. capable of doing doing things for less price is is a testament to all the hard work of all the engineers in silicon valley oh absolutely yeah. i mean engineering and, is a big part of our world yeah yeah and chips are in everything. I mean, they're in cars, they're in toys, yeah. they're in everything. In airplanes? <laughs> in airplanes. <laughs> Certainly in the avionics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what made you ch decide to, obviously, you, you still are passionate about engineering, but get into actually flying. You said you've been flying for 40 years. Yeah. Who inspired you? Who was the first person that said, okay, I, I want to do that, and on top of it, I want to do perform aerobatics in the air? <laughs> Well, um, my, my uncle was an air show and air race pilot. Okay. And he had one of the very first pit specials. And ah, um, so I was exposed special. to it when I was a young kid. In fact, I can remember the first time I ever went flying was with my uncle. And I was 
so young, I didn't know if those were toy houses or real houses and cars on the ground. Yeah. But um, it wasn't something I thought that I could do as a young woman. I just, you know, I did, we just, I grew up in a middle class family and we didn't have the means to do that. And I just didn't really think that that was something that was for me. Yeah. And it wasn't until much later when one of my buddies asked me to go out and go skydiving, and I started skydiving, and I fell in love with being in the air, and I knew that it, that if I learned to fly, I could be up in the air more. Wow. <laughs> that I came home and said, oh, I got, I really have to learn how to fly. And um, and I was pretty fortunate uh, that one of my, uh, my father's friends had a small airplane that he let me learn to fly in for the cost of okay. the fuel and the instructor. And so I go out to the airport every Saturday and take a lesson because that's all I could afford. Right. And um, and I got my license in five or six months. And, oh, wow. And the very first time I got an airplane and flew it, I knew. I knew it was going to be something that was going to be for my whole life. And um, and I have to say, you know, husbands have come and gone, but flying's always stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Careers have come and gone. <laughs> flying's <laughs> always stayed. <laughs> uh, you know... It's interesting you mentioned the pits. Uh, my husband, who's an airship pilot, Patrick Mackley, for those of you that don't know, flies the pits. So that leads me to ask, like, out of all the 50-plus aircraft that you've flown, what is the, I guess, your baby? What is, like, the one that you're your go-to? Like, you have favorite food, favorite pizza. What is your favorite airplane that makes you? Well, I, I own a few airplanes. <laughs> and everybody asks me, which one do you like the best? And it's yeah. sort of like... You know, which child do you like the best? And, yeah. and if you say one, then the others get pissed off. <laughs> so I was the favorite. Yeah. Um, probably if I had to reduce it down to one of them, I would pick my Lancer Legacy. It okay. is so much fun to fly, and it's so fast, and it's like a magic carpet ride. And, really? Uh, it does everything well, except for maybe it's a little fast to land, but yeah. it's uh, it's a really fun airplane to fly. And, really? Um, okay. I'm not familiar, but I'm definitely going yeah. to research. Um, I'm, def I'm learning know, each, all my aircraft. Each airplane has its own niche or thing it's good yeah. at. Um, so, like, the extra is really fun. It's nimble. It yeah. can do plus or minus 10G. You can do anything you can imagine in it. Um, right. And then some things yeah. you can't imagine. <laughs> um, the Stearman is wonderful. It's open cockpit biplane, slow, nostalgic. <laughs> You fly by, people wave at you instead of curse at you. Um, <laughs> it's such a majestic plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's really great airplane. You know, I I think they all have their own little niche and okay. they're all great in their own way. That's so. a fair answer. Now I know most um, people name their aircraft. So do you do you name your your babies? <laughs> oh yeah. So my Lancer oh. Legacy's name is Lucky Girl. Okay. Lucky and, Girl. Uh, I race her at Reno. So, okay. so it's Lucky Girl Air Racing. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, the extra is little purple because <laughs> there was a there were two extras built and painted in the same paint scheme. Okay. So one was big purple and the other was little, little purple. purple. And I owned both of them at one time. Rocky Hill owned both of them at one time. Um, I still own little purple. And um, the Stearman, most people don't know its name, but its name is Scarlet. Scarlet. Scarlet, oh, yeah. So kind of the that. Scarlet Sturman, so it seems fitting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Those are all beautiful yeah. names. Yeah. Um, I was just curious, does everyone name their aircraft? And, you know, we named our aircraft, and we're going to go through a name change, obviously, identity crisis, but... <laughs> um, well, the race planes always get named. Okay. So at Reno, um, 
yeah, all the race planes have names. All the race teams yeah. have names. So if the plane races at Reno, it oh, pretty much has a name. I mean, occasionally yeah. there's some that are just like race eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too boring. Like, you same. need a lucky lady or <laughs> yeah, something exciting. Yeah. So there's some good names out there. Yeah. Okay, sounds fair. So going to racing, so let's take it back. I, you started... Um, well, the race planes always get named. Okay. So at Reno... Um, yeah, all the race planes have names. All the race teams yeah. have names. So if the plane races at Reno, oh, pretty much has a name. name. I mean, occasionally yeah. there's some that are just like race eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too boring. Not like the you same. need a lucky lady or <laughs> yeah. something exciting. Yeah. So there's some good names out there. Yeah. Okay, sounds fair. So going to racing. So let's take it back. You started in. You got your your pilot's license. Then did you go into competition flying? Yeah. So. Um, I, when I got my pilot's license, I got it in 1941 Taylorcraft, and okay. at the time, I had to learn to do spins because yeah. they were part of the private pilot rating. Yeah. And my instructor was a former military instructor, so he uh, taught me how to loop and roll the airplane, and I was like in hog heaven. <laughs> and um, so, so after I got my private pilot's license, I took a 10-hour aerobatic course from okay. Amelia Reed at Reed Hill View Airport, and um, and I did that, and I was very enthusiastic about. Uh, about the aerobatics, but I didn't own an aerobatic airplane. And no. um, okay. my first airplane was a Luscombe. And I used to loop and roll the Luscombe until one day I read that some guy near Columbia ripped the wings off of his Luscombe. And I oh. decided that would not be a good no, idea. Bad idea. So <laughs> I stopped doing that. And, and I got busy with my career. And many, many years went by. And I took a ride with Wayne Hanley and his extra. Okay. And Wayne tumbled the airplane, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I got to do this. And, this is for me. And Wayne goes, Wayne goes, oh, this is going to be a really expensive ride for you, isn't it? <laughs> and sure enough, I think within a month of that ride, I went out and bought an extra. And, um, uh. and then I did a bunch of training uh, with, well, with Wayne, and then later with some of the coaches to do competition aerobatics. So mm -hmm. I... I, I Wayne kind of got me into competition aerobatics, and I, okay. I flew sportsman, then intermediate, and then advanced, and um, and at the same time, Wayne got me to do my first air show, ah. and um, and eventually I just I transitioned from the the competition flying to the air, air show, show flying. Was yeah. that an easy transition, or was it kind of just like the natural progression to go from competition into... For me, it was a natural progression. Okay. The, the competition flying, um, it taught me so much that yeah. I don't even know how people fly air shows without learning competition first, because yeah. it teaches you how to fly in a box for judges, keep things centered. It right. teaches you all kinds of how to fly the figures properly, so that you rotate or correctly run the line and don't do yeah even though if you're an air show pilot you want to do the wacky stuff you really need to know how to do things Precision properly and, and, and uh, competition you start out at a higher level and you work down to lower levels as you get better in mm -hmm. that and Similar. as you build skills and, and so it's a safe way to learn aerobatics and I would encourage anybody who's wants to do aerobatics to go first get some training get some mm -hmm. spin training um, for all the unusual attitudes that you could end up in, and then yeah. and then go join the International Aerobatic Club and yeah. fly some competitions, and you'll learn from your peers, and they'll tell you how badly you <laughs> flew, and and uh, it's all great fun. You meet great people, yeah. And then eventually, you know, contests are you you pay to go there, you buy your hotel room, you pay for a rental car, and they tell you how crappy you flew. <laughs> 
and air shows are they want you to come mm-hmm. they pay for your hotel room yeah. they pay for your car they pay you right. and they tell you how wonderful you are so it's, it seemed like kind of a natural profession <laughs> and it seems like just two different perspectives two different sides of the spectrum yeah um so would you say you're an ad- adrenaline junkie because you went from competition to air shows to reno to skydiving you're you're a woman of many trends. yeah um you know i guess i guess so okay. i don't really think of myself that way okay i i really don't do things that i don't know how to do right. or haven't practiced a thousand times so i i take very calculated risks i'm not a risk taker okay um i i don't think i've ever been to a casino in my life and gambled oh yeah no it's I mean, just i'm, I'm just not a risk taker so um so maybe I'm an adrenaline junkie, but it's not a risk taker. So it's yeah. a safe adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, the, what it is, but safe uh, option. <laughs> but you know, I'm a scientist, so right. <laughs> maybe that, a little bit of that reflects on my personality. I don't, no, yeah. absolutely. So. No, these are all interesting. Uh, you know, I I'm with my husband. I'm learning so much. I'm growing in the industry myself. So to meet individuals such as yourself, it just it makes a lot of sense. A lot of right. things are making sense. So. Right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so going back to the competition versus air show, you know, I have tremendous respect for the competition pilots because it's yeah. very precise flying and um, it takes a lot of dedication. They're really purists uh, for the aerobatics. Yeah. You know, where air show is, is really much more about entertaining and about bringing the message of aviation and sharing the passion right. of aviation with other people. and. And for me, that's really the rewarding part is, is right. sharing that passion, especially with the young people. And right. um, I, it, it's very humbling when some you get a letter from some young girl yes. that you know said, "Hey, I met you at an air show, and look at this is what I'm doing now because I met you." And um, so, I, I think there's truly nothing really more rewarding that we could do yeah, no, in absolutely. our lives than to. Be able to positively influence other people. And we actually met a young girl who was in, um, she was sitting by the plane. She was, you know, just talking to us. My husband put her in the plane and, you know, the, the smile and the, just the light in her eyes was amazing. And she wants to become an air show pilot. She was talking about it and we mentioned certain things. We're like, okay, so what, what piece of advice would you give to someone at that age, like, who wants to get into air shows? Who wants to become an air show performer? I, I so would go just say, to- go follow your dreams and don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do something. something. Because okay. you can. If you, you just have to believe in yourself. Airplane. <laughs> I know. And this is what happens at live events, ladies and gentlemen. Once the air show starts, <laughs> you got to keep rolling with it. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to do an interview here. Well, that was so. Me. Yeah, I would just say the most important thing is to believe in yourself. Okay. Right. That's a, that's the most important thing for anybody who wants to do something is just, just believe really in believe in yourself and believe in your passion and your right to do something. Okay. Let me give it a moment. I do have a fun question. So, so I think I think that's a woman in aviation. Oh, that's probably is that the F thirty five? I think so. That's Bayo, and she oh, is something. She oh my gosh, flies the heck out of that airplane. I need to get in touch with Bayo, but she's the hardest person to reach. But oh, I, I know, that's on my yeah, my she'd probably be list. pretty hard, especially right now. She's especially right now. I don't think I can reach her if we're there. Yeah. Um, before she flies by, I did have a fun question, and I usually ask this like. When you prep for an air show, what are your top 
let's do top four, top five must-have items in your aircraft. Because do you fly sh- from show to show? In your aircraft? In yeah. Your okay. Uh-huh. So what do you, like, if you could only carry five things, and I'll give you time to think as she passes, what would be the five, five top items that you <laughs> would pack? Only five items that you're limited to. Yeah. Well, does that, that include uh, the stuff that's already in the airplane, like the uh, GPS? Okay, so, I'll, okay, whatever is attached to the aircraft stays in the aircraft. Okay, yeah, well, um, for the sermon, I mean, that's pretty easy. I, It's so cold going anywhere in that airplane, so um, I absolutely need to have a warm helmet and goggles. Okay. And um, I wear, I now wear, yeah, I now wear these off-road motorcycle goggles to protect my eyes. I've gotten smart about that. Okay. Um, I wear... A, a neck gaiter uh, okay. to keep the wind off my face and neck okay. uh, and then I wear two jackets so is that okay. five items <laughs> yeah I guess so yeah. I mean so two jackets okay yeah I mean <laughs> I mean you're only yeah you're going somewhere. If only five items, those would be yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. Sure. I mean, it okay. would be. It would not, unless it's a really hot day. It would not be comfortable to be flying yeah. that airplane <laughs> from a show to another show without those items. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds boring, but <laughs> yeah, no. That's if that's what your go-to. That's what you're. And you don't to. want water because because you got to stop and land and uh, use the okay. restroom. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess we won't count yeah, that. I can do without food, but. <laughs> I, being cold is really I bad. Can't, yeah, I'd yeah. rather be hot than cold. So, yeah, I, yeah, I love the heat. Well, Vicki, so. thank you for talking with us. Thank you for being on the Wonder Woman of Aviation. You are a true inspiration. Um, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I love this, though. This is amazing. This is real life. She's, yeah, I think that's a, a hint. You know what? You need to interview me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like trying yeah. to count it. I'm like, that's. <laughs> yeah, she tears up the skies. She's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. Thank you for being on the Wonder Woman of Vacation. I hope to follow up some thank time. Thank you with for coming by to talk to me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. I was, yeah. I was a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm an introvert myself. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but sometimes and you need you to know, put on that costume. It does get easier. The more you do it, the, yeah. the easier it gets. Yeah, and so absolutely. Well, thank you. And for those of you joining us, we'll see you next time on the Wonder Woman of Aviation.